So, welcome to No Shame. Another week from the quarantine. What? It's getting harder. I don't know about you, it's getting harder. Even though the restrictions are coming up, am I getting these little lifts and stuff like that? Um, it is getting harder. But um, I will comment on this again. Seeing people out, uh, I, I had a little moment the other day down the down in the. I was going to call it Sean Walsh Park, but it's called Watergate Park because Sean Walsh was actually a crooked TD, if you must, uh, when it came back. And they named the park about up the road. Anyway, whole podcast for a whole different day. But um, there's so many little ducklings that are being born. There's so many little nests. Um, the swans are down there. Um, we had a situation the other day where there was swan um, and, and duck and a group of duck and ducklings. I think that's what they're called, isn't it? But um, what happened is half of the little ducklings got caught in this little kind of river end and the swans got stuck in the middle. And the mother... Got, um, the mother of the ducks got stuck with two ducks so they got separated and the swans were in the middle and I have to say I think people are um, a little bit desperate for entertainment because this created a crowd um, one duck was trying to get to the other ducklings to try and bring them back and the swans were picking and pecking at them and um, one, of, one of the swans grabbed one of the ducks and held it under the water I think he was trying to drown them but um, mother nature is evil and it's, uh, it's it can be harsh at times but you, you can see the, 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 the kind of idea and the panic in animals the way you do with, 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 with parents because it, it was a similar situation than when a, if a parent was separated from their, from their young one. You could see the, the kind of panic in the duck. Um, now, the, the, the story actually ended well. So, so what happened was the, 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 the adult duck, the, the mother went around and actually walked all of the ducks around at the end. Now, this took about 20, 25 minutes and by the time it was finished, that was probably about... Probably about ten to fifteen people there with their cameras looking in, but it was pretty special. Um, and to add to it, two day, two three days later, <clears throat> I went down. A lot of people were hating on the swans. To be honest, at that time they were hating on them. Um, they look like the bad ones. But then it, the same thing, the swans are only protecting their young too because there was three uh, swanlings there. And when I went down two or three days, the swanlings were in this little part of the pond where it was just still. There was nobody around, and um, the the swanlings were playing with each other, and the two swans were just swimming around them, and it was um. It was kind of like a full circle moment. I think we don't see these times because we're so rushing all the time. We're rushing around all the time. We're in work. Um, but it was pretty incredible for... Uh, the, it was kind of like my community to stop and kind of watch what actually goes on in my community as it goes. Um, and anyway, talking about my community. So I have a guy on today. His name is Rob Bourne. Um, nuisance, as he's known. So uh, Nuisance would have would have been a rapper back in the day when um, I, was, I was coming up. Uh, uh, it's a it's it's more, it's a badly hidden secret where people know that I, I was trying to be a rapper. That was that was my first goal and um, was to try and make it as a rapper. Now saying that, um, I think I was just trying to get some stuff out my chest and out my mind because it made me feel good. It made me feel good to write some stuff down that was pissing me off and just put it out there. You know, um, when I look back at how kind of how ambitious I was compared to how actually good I was, man, I was ambitious because <laughs> I was not that good at all. But Rob. Rob was really good. Rob went on to do a song um with Lupe Fiasco and um, had some really good bangers out there as well. Had a song called with uh, a group called uh, Class S and they they made a song called Sin City. And if you haven't heard this song, you need to listen to this song now because it's so it's so relevant to what's going on these days. And um, they talk about the youth, they talk about drug use, they talk about death and killing, they talk about um the, the government the corruptness of government and uh, they 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 have some really good lines in this and I have to say from a group of lads coming together it was probably one of the most um the most 
the time the time at, uh, when Riddle McAlure's poetry was coming through rap or rip as you call it um, because that's what rap stands for if you don't know um, rhythmical American poetry when it was coming through it's, it, you you got you got slagged if you if you sounded American so you had to have your Dublin accent so you had to kind of be uh, be friends call me Casper because my skin's so pale yeah. you had to have your Dublin accent with you if you didn't um, it just didn't suit and one of the best people who seen doing it was was Rob Bourne Rob Bourne is talking about doing a comeback now which is which is exciting stuff um, I remember jogging through Canada before I had a fight and I had Rob's uh, Rob's um, song on my MP3 um, now again as well I'm going to ask Rob some um, some hard questions because sometimes when we're chasing our dreams uh, other stuff can get in the way and that's what I'm going to ask him about today what's the crack lad? what's the secret mate? how are you there? how are you here not like, being all over the place? I don't know mate you know I'm uh, well you I suppose the, I'm not sure but uh, it's delighting I think for sure because uh, I'm in bits mate if you see me in person I'm in a jacket Stop it. As I was saying on the last one there, I have my, uh, my hair stapled to the back of my neck I do now. It's moving down my spine. Or... <laughs> I can't do that. I'm teaching Zoom classes there I am. It's like I have a mop stuck to my face or something. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The wetness of it. I've only been introducing you there coming on. So I had an old legend. So back in the day, I tried that. I, tried, I, I used to love I used to love just writing it down, putting it onto a, onto a CD. But I was saying that like... um. My ambition versus my skill, I was very ambitious. <laughs> but it was guys like you back in the day, 10 years ago, that, like, you were, you were, the, you were the players of the game, if you must, you know. You were doing it right, you were recording, you knew what uh, beat making was, you knew what proper production was, where some people are still just banging it together. But um, I have to say as well, I think there was a time where I was running through Canada and I had your tune on my head, on my headset, right? And I remember even thinking at that time, he probably wouldn't believe that, or he probably would be fascinated. I don't, I didn't mean it in that way. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, I oh, know I would have when I was coming up. If someone had been able to listen to my music and be motivated, and it would have been yeah. uh, Tony's made with Class A's um, Sin City, which was oh, uh, right. listen to me right now. How relevant is that song? Well, it's, yeah, I think man, dude, like. I think it's going to become even more relevant as we go into what's go, what's going to happen, you know, economically, you know, soon enough. But uh, that song for us was a major, major breaking point. You know, like we, it seemed after we made that, that well, the buzz started. But that was sort of the beginning of real social media as well. If you remember the Bebo days, that was like... Uh, Bebo page we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was it was the flashbox era, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's funny, you know, that you mentioned Sin City, like because um, I suppose that was like first of all, it was it, as you said, we were putting it together professionally. The guy that recorded that video, John R. Lambert, um, he's gonna be the one that's recording my my new single as well, uh, producing the video, you know. So we're going back back to brass tacks with that, back to the old days, how we doing it properly. Um, but he was the one that was first putting together them proper videos, you know. Um, when, like you said, you like other things and recordings and videos, it was sort of an amateur setup, you know. Um, but he he was one that pushed the video production to the forefront um, from the beginning. Uh, and that's part because the visual tells the story, and it's like art. And like back in the day, you're watching MTV, you're watching Bleeding Top of the Pops or whatever it was. Like, even, like, you know, like, say, the gorillas and stuff like that. Like, sometimes you wouldn't like the tune at the start, but you'd watch the video, and then all of a sudden you're bopping onto the tune. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that was it. That that song was massive for, for us. There, it was me, Red, and Terra on that. And uh, I think I was chat. I was on. I was only looking at it on YouTube the other day. It was about, I think it was nearly half a million hits on it. You know, um, and obviously that song. Uh, Jesus, I'd say you're going back over. 12, 13 years now, that song is. I was listening to it last night, I was, because uh, I was getting prepared for this today as well, I was, but um, that would be a song that would bop onto my iPod uh, every now and again. You know, just, oh, Jesus, hard off. You know what I mean? One of the, one of the good ones. The You know, we have a tune song on your iPod, and you're like, why did I even put that there? You know what I mean? Yeah. We have a cheer on that. I'm like, I put that on my iPod, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, I hate that man that wrote that song. You know what I'm saying? It just goes really quick, it can, you know. But with a song like that, it's like, you know, it comes back to like a wedding song. You're like, oh, me jam. You know, you're hoping you're singing it. I don't know if I've seen Seat Yon at a wedding, but you know what I mean. (laughs) But, yeah, I Look at the background there. Look, they, they, the rhythmic lawyer is poetry. Louis looks like a paid-off well, mate. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing well. You look, look, look. But like, maybe shooting from a situation like this, because um, I know for a fact that when I was coming up, I was shooting from a situation of desperation. That like mm. someone standing at the door getting ready out to go out the fight was like, wait, this is it. This is bills. This is money. This is my future. This is everything. You know, and sometimes walking across the tightrope with that much on the line at times is hard. So say when you were coming up, um, um, I know I, I couldn't notice the time that you slid off in that way, and it, it would have been. I thought you sorry slid. That's a horrible. That's a horrible one. <laughs> slid off. It's like like he was a snake or something. He was. He was sound. He was. You know. You you split your way. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you went your way in a kind of way, and, and he, uh, I was actually, I was a little bit, I thought, because you'd, you'd just done a song with Lupe Fiasco and all at that time, and that had to be a mad time. I remember driving down the road listening to you on, I think it was Spin 1038, if I remember well, um, and you were, you'd you won the competition to do Lupe Fiasco. But I can imagine that energy in you as as a youth, like, right, lads, there's a competition, this is what we got to do, this is, and then when you get it. You know, it's funny you say that, Paddy, because that was actually the beginning of the end for me, really, because um, I, I started, like, I, I mean, at first, I suppose to bring it all the way back, uh, HMV in the square, I used to buy uh, rap singles, right? And the only reason I'd buy them at one stage was to get the, the instrumentals, so I could just sit up in my room, freestyling, you know? And then I was like, right, I'll start writing it down, taking it serious and whatever, and I put so much in from the time I was about 13 or 14 up to the point I was about 23 or 24 that like, I nearly became, like I was obsessed with it for about 10 years. I couldn't think of anything else. I didn't care about another career path. There was no Irish rap scene as such. There was brilliant Irish rappers and uh, hip-hop artists, but there was, like, it, it certainly wasn't a career path, you know, and we have a lot in common in that regard in our early sort of, you know, um, but... The, the Lupe Fiasco thing, like, I was nearly gone before that happened. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be it. This, this is a beautiful stepping stone to, uh, you know, what, what I thought was important at the time, and which it was in the sense that it was the radio that steered everything. Um, like, you needed to be on the radio to get uh, listens and clicks and everything. And uh, when they actually gave me the verse, the, like the record label, they didn't let us do anything with it as such, other than let it be played on Spain and one or two other stations. And that so many, like one door opened, and it would people would assume that this is going to be it. But the amount of other doors that I've seen close after that one opened, I was just like, man, this is some bullshit. Like you know, like like this, like if this is the way this is after this long, you know. So at this stage, I was about twenty four, twenty five. I've been with my missus, who's now my wife, and I have a kid, and we live live in a house together and everything now. And uh, been with her a while, and I was sitting there thinking, man, like all I wanted to do was earn a, sal- a salary off this to make myself, you know. And if if this shit, if this song with Lupe Fiasco isn't going to enable me to make enough money to live week to week, you know what I mean? Like in this this mute, in this scene here, we have in our small country. Well, then what what hope do I have? And like, I suppose before that, I was a bit, because it was because I put everything into this, everything I had, you know? So then I had to think about making a life for myself, and now we have a kid, and the whole lot, and, and this is where I am now. I'm back because there's that hole in me that was, I've got everything that I used to complain about in my songs. I've fixed all that, but the hole I have now left 
is the bit I left behind, you know? So while I'm sitting here in this gaff over the last couple of months, we may sent me on a link to this microphone, you know? I was like, wait, you should maybe get Amazon to deliver one of them, you know? So they're sticking on a mask and gloves going out to get this microphone into me gaff, you know? That's what I mean. And but that was you know, and it brings us back to the earlier point of this uh, Sin City and the start of social media and everything. And then again, bringing up radio, we were all so reliant on getting on the radio. Now that doesn't matter, Paddy. Like, so when I put this single out, this new one, it's platforms like yours. Like, this, that, that's what's more important now. It's not like, like begging to the master now, oh, please stick me on rotation. No, I don't give a shit about that anymore. I'm, I'm older and uh, I, like, I don't, it, it's, an, it's an odd thing because the story I've explained to you was one of, like, almost desperation at one point. Well, now I'm more dangerous because I'm not desperate, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, though, because I've noticed that in the fight game as well, that um, it, it, it's hard. Look, when you fight someone that's desperate, there's always that like that zest there, you know what I mean? But there's that um, there's that emotional connection as well, which leads open to, to making mistakes, you know? Um, but And when you are flowing, like, you know when you go out and play a game of football or you do something, but you're just, you're just there for the reason. You're not thinking how you got there. What you put, and it just flows. But if you yeah. don't think it in that way, you know what I mean? Um, at the time, you, you, you explained it perfect there because that's how we would have noticed it as well, where uh, you get a little bit exhausted. Like, we've got exhausted with fighting and I just, I, I've seen other people doing it as well. And and now we are in a situation where sometimes people um, are still begging to the masses in um, in all sorts of ways, in MMA, in music. And um, I think the thing that you bumped into there, um, what you were saying was, was politics. <laughs> where the, the spin 103 thing and all but, um, I think in fairness to spin they always played me and it wasn't spin that the issue was with it was more with the record label um, like the, the Lupe Fiasco's record label so they handed me the verse with one hand and they took all the stuff I could do it away with the other you know and yeah. um, so, so spin played the song like spin done their part and then furthermore uh, they went on to play my next uh, single, the Do You Really Love Me, uh, even more, you know. And that was probably one of my favorite singles that I've done because, again, it was just me going, Fuck it, like this is going to be a bit of crack. And I think we encapsulated that in the video. And, but, you know, as you said or alluded to earlier on, I was sort of a bit on the way out at that stage, you know, that way. You get exhausted. That's what happens. You can get exhausted, do you know what I mean, at that time. Especially the ambition. Ambition is a hard thing to kind of keep firing up as well, do you know what I mean? Especially with no money because people think, like, they see you on a stage and they're, like, automatically in this way in their head. It's like, oh, you made it or you're on the radio or you're you're, you're making money. You're getting paid money, you know what I mean? But um, it is hard. And when you start dealing with these, here's, here's a great bit of advice I got. Um, it's hard to get there, Paddy. It's even harder to stay there. Yeah. And, and that is it. That's a massive part because sometimes you can get in and maybe you're a little bit tired when you got there at the start. So you see guys like, say, Bugsy Malone now, and you see guys like, uh, say, Macklemore that are even bigger again, and uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, like, like they 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 were probably in a situation where they were coming to a situation like when they were getting signed with Jimmy Arvine and all, like, and like 
just I just need the money now, you know, and they jump in and then people like people that hunt and people that uh, that seek people, seek um, them do good or seek the dreamers if you must. Um, they get better at sensing when you're you're at your weakness as well, you know, and that's where someone flops in with a big seven year contract. I was watching that thing the other day, um the Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my God, I couldn't believe it when I seen that. You know what I mean? And it's that these people, uh, so you're they're prof- you're a professional basketball or a professional fighter or a professional rapper or whatever. Yeah, these guys are professional at what they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You have to watch that. So on this next time coming, uh, on this next little spin, do you think that you're going to keep it on? Um, you're going to keep it more independent label, like as I said, like you see people like. Bugsy and all doing so well now. Yeah, for sure. Like I mean, I've always been like a combination of sort of making catchy music and uh, really deep sort of stuff as well at the same time. But I've been like in the past sort of chastised for making stuff that might have like the odd song that might have been sounded a bit cheesy or whatever, you know. And um, well, however, I've always defended myself in that regard, saying that was like. I was actually buzzing out like five nights a week at that stage, you know. I was always going out, I was always partying. Like if I was to write a song now about going into a nightclub, man, the song would be about me going into the Jackson hiding till the place closed, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not but uh, I would always have the witty pun signs like I haven't changed, I've grown up, you know. I've like my style won't change too much. But um, I the message will be stronger, and um, it like like I suppose like it would be you know like open coming MCs or whatever. I, I would like to think they'd appreciate, it. but also in my own age group or whatever. Like I'd like to think those people that have come along with me throughout the music I've made, um, will see the growth in that in that journey as well. You know, with the new year. And I'll definitely should even the idea of like um. Like, say you would make a really, really good uh, tune and you would put two or three lions in it. Back in the day, you probably wouldn't have seen as, like, they're not going to get... Them lions are going to... It's going to show that I'm not going on radio because of them lions. Where now, as an adult, you'll be able to kind of... Um, you can kind of have that toss-up with your ego in a way, whether... We don't care. We'll say what we want, or... <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I yeah. play a game, if you must. So, uh, what the, how do you feel with that and the idea of, like, someone telling you, yeah, Rob... You, this is this is going well, but you got to take that line out, like, because obviously uh, a twenty-year-old year was probably like, don't change my music, man. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's uh, like the I, I like I've to, to be honest with you, I'm not, I wouldn't be worried about something like that at all, because like I said, this it started as a my friend sending me a link to a microphone, it's and then it, it blossomed into a passion project. Then I put the word out there, and now we've gone from mixtape to turn into an album. Uh, we're, we're, we're putting out a couple of singles. We've got uh, pieces ready to go as soon as this whole thing is finished uh, to put a video out, um, you know. And uh, the lead single, and I dropped drop this on the show today, will be um, one produced by DJ Flip, who was like the, one of the top producers in Ireland, uh, World Scratch Champ DJ. And the video should star uh, Emmett Kerwin, who is also another talent uh, native like ourselves. So if you were to drop your head into that video, I would be the third most known bloke and talent in that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more known than the square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as known as Dominic Shaw. Ah, oh, stop. We're here. 
Unless crooked. <laughs> Go in there with a scar, man. You come out with bleeding supplies for the whole country. Go in there, in there with a scar and you come out with 50 euros. <laughs> That's an even better one, that is. So, um, there's, there's, there's a few young fellas down there, as I told you. So, if there's a studio in the gym now, there is, at least one of the radios in it. There's a full boot, everything in it, you know what I mean? And it's, um, it's a savage little spot, it is. But uh, there's a few lads have been down and they've been recording in it, and some of that stuff is like is good. It's taken off online as well. It is so. Um, they're from a uh, they're from from my own way from Jobstown. Um, I can't remember their name at the moment. I think one of them's D two four and stuff like that. Um, but that 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 good little young Have you have you heard of them yet? Yeah, I've seen a video uh, with a guy Doug Zeno, um, where a couple of lads are in there. Yeah, yeah, they look like they've got a lot of potential. No fairness, yeah. That's good, and it's great to see as well from the area as well, people doing a bit, you know. Uh, but, like, you know, while I've stepped out and I'm stepping back in now, but, like, the growth within that, the, the scene itself has been amazing. And and to take it back to what you said at the beginning, we were pushing a sort of professional sounding product um, back then. Like, everybody's got that now. Like, technology has massively changed since then, you know. So, um like fair play to the boys and fair play to everybody that's doing it. Like there's like there's massive potential within that scene at the moment. But nobody is uh nobody's relying on the radio or anything. Like I said, it's all about the buzz now and that's the way it should be. You know, you should be able to make your own buzz um and, and the people that deserve to, to uh to be heard uh should 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 do that in the end, you know. I think that that world has came about because of um, because you do have the masses. Like let's let's be out straight. You know what I mean? Uh, there's there's one person who controls the newspapers. There's one person who controls the bleeding, the RTA and the media and all that kind of stuff. And like they shouldn't be boys, but they are boys, and that's just being it. And if you don't think that boys, just you just you just don't know what boys is. Then do you know what I mean? In a way, so um, this is a, a station where people can 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 say what they they, they they want to say. You know what I mean? And and promote that stuff like where there's no agenda behind it. Um, I will promote you because you're a Tallahead and I'm a fan. You know what I mean? And, and that, that would be enough oh, for me. <laughs> that was Yes, but Tallahead is good for that. You know what I mean? Because it has that um, it has that camaraderie in it where people want to want to, want to link in. What do you think of Bugsy stuff? Bugsy Malone. Yeah, I know, like, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have listened to a whole lot of his stuff, but what I've heard is deadly, yeah. It's, it's great to see some people um, being able to kind of adapt their, their community and their, their kind of, their nationality into it in a way. Yeah, well, this, well, this is it, you know, and, but, like, and especially with hip-hop, like, I mean, um, it's, a, like, it's, exp- first of all, it's expression, you know, but it's about being who you are. Um, so when I started, like, Naturally, you know, rapping over a B-side with Dr. Dre CD when I was 13 in the bedroom in Mascap, I thought I was from Compton and had an American accent, like, you know what I mean? And it's like so many lives I took over that short span, like in Compton, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, but when, I, when I figured out that I was actually, yeah, you know, Rob Byrne, like from Palette, like, and uh, spoke in my own sort of uh, the accent and, uh, and got everything together, and it's, it's like, you know, like in all seriousness, it's about being yourself and uh, that's the most important thing. So anybody that's ever come through in Ireland, and you would hear a lot of them less frequently these days putting on American accents, all the Irish lads that are rapping just call them out straight away, you know? Like, it's like, you, there's no future in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you think Connor being such an influential uh, influential person in the world now and the idea of like that Dublin accent, that Dublin slang as well, you know what I mean? Like, because um, a lot of his sayings are basically a really, really Dublin sayings, you know what I mean, in a way, and um, he executes them lines. And I think I think uh, speech in Dublin um, alone can have them punchlines, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, like top of the morning to you is, like, <laughs> is, is a punchline, but it's... It's not all over the world as being an Irish sign, if you must, you know. Um, yeah. I think that that's going to help the scene coming back, people being able to recognise the accent or even listen for the accent. Well, like, he transcends sport, doesn't he? Like, you know, so, I mean, like, everything he does, people watch and listen. So, yeah, it adds a, a relevance to everything else that it touches off, you know. So, so absolutely, you know, uh, for sure. Um well, I just think in general as well, there's a greater acceptance to uh, hip hop music in Ireland these days. Like you, like back in the day, we played a few good gigs and a lot of crap ones, you know. And uh, there was uh, there was some great times. Say again. Dardens was it? Eamon Dardens would have been then. Oh, we played a few in there, all right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, and we we doing some great gigs, but I mean. Looking at the video, some visits, a uh, fellow Mango rapping, uh, Mango Matman, uh, very big in the scene at the moment now. And just looking at some of the videos uh, from their recent gigs, you know, like the crowd are absolutely buzzing. Like, like they're like rays, these, these gigs, you know, and that's the way it should be. People, are, people should be there to party. And back in the day, what, what we, at the start, at the beginning of this, we were standing on stage trying to convince people we were all right, you know. And um, so, so now it seems like there's a general wider acceptance before you even touch the mic as such, you know, we don't have to get, up, get on there and just like, like we used to go out on shows, myself and uh, Ross Soul, uh, as he was formerly known, he's known as Louis Parata now, uh, living in Barcelona, and uh, we used to have to go out there and be like, right, let's win these over, you know, and that was, that was it, every night getting paid, like some nights we got paid, some nights we wouldn't, but it was because we just loved it so much, and we knew uh, the product that we had was good, you know, and like we just had to keep believing, and, and like I said, like I said to you earlier on, the only thing that uh, took that away from me was just getting burned out after a lot of time, and the, and the actual, the pathway to success sort of opening up, and then me realising that that was actually the door shutting, you know. You know, it's a heartbreaking thing because uh, you're dealing with the sharks when you get in there, you know what I mean? Especially at that level, you're starting to deal with money and contracts and percentage because <clears throat> nobody wants you making something robbed that you're going to benefit from. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how it works. Multiple different facets in my life, anyway. Yeah, that, that's how it works, isn't it? Um, so, uh, two more questions for you, I'll let you go. So, when you were, um, so say when you were starting to, you were starting to veer left or you were getting exhausted and you were going off, right? Um, what did like, what did that feel like? Did it feel like does it feel like does it feel like failure? Does it feel like you're like like oh, I'm giving up here? You're, you're in a factory now. You're walking. You're still rhyming. Like probably like Eminem and bleeding eight mile there. You know he's in the factory there for a little bit. But like what um, what to somebody when 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 you when you say you know what? Not that I throw in the towel, but I understand. Like and it's not like you have a family, you have kids, and your 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 future wife obviously saying like, well, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And, like trying to support someone through is, is a hard thing, you know what I mean? So, well, what's the mind frame for somebody now where they're putting everything they have into it, Rob, and then they're like, maybe the timing of of the the world is just not on their side at that time. What they what would you say to them? It's a good question. Um, I 
you know, I feel like it's a slower, more burnt out uh, variant of watching your favourite team lose a match, you know? So, like, I'm a Leeds fan, so I'm used to this, right? So, basically, what? So, so say Leeds get beaten by, so, I don't know, Colchester 3 0 at home a few years ago. I'm like, that's it. I'm never, ever watching this team again. You know what I mean? This is some, this is bullshit. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, geez, so what? And he's playing Tuesday at the cook game or Saturday or whatever. So, so the music situation for me was a slower. It was like, I've done all I can do. Uh, and I don't mean in terms of making music. I mean in terms of being able to carve out a living for myself at that moment in time. You know, and uh, there's always more to do in terms of music, and that's what I'm gonna do now and um, over the next few months. You know, and um, but rather than that feeling of your favorite team losing, it was more like the feeling of as time passed, and I was sort of like, maybe I could have done something else, or maybe there was some other mistakes I made. And and uh, as we go back to what we talked about earlier on, Tom, about the radio being your god at that time and everything else, it's like maybe I should have just said. You know, forget all that and just don't. But there's always maybes in every walk of life. You know, what's important to me now is legacy. And uh, it's about making a product that people will properly remember me by and know that I was one of the best to do it over here. And uh, I'm pretty confident I can do that if I just keep my head down, you know. And to be honest, I don't have a lot else to do. So I have no more excuses left in the chamber. <laughs> Listen, you have so many resources around you now as well where you don't have to go... Like you, you, like studio time and all this kind of stuff. As I said, setting up a studio and all is as easy as like back in the day. It was like egg boxes on the wall and stuff, wasn't it? You're like, all the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, my studio. It's just like, stuff coming off the walls and all here. Look, <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to keep it in. We are for the sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all good at sound. <laughs> um. So say, say the last last thing. So say versatile coming up, right? Uh, group of lads. I don't know how long that are, right? Um, but it looks like a short time to be honest. Like compared to what some lads have been like in the mine for a long, long time. You know what I mean? This lad can he finds a nugget this size in, in, in comparison in a way. But the boy is selling out the the the, the arena out there on the keys and stuff like that and all. Like is it? Because in fighting as well, like there's some people that are able to be happy for people, and then there's some people that are just. They just can't be happy for people, or I don't know. They they bit on his kicks in and out like that. Was there was there a spell of both? Say the last bit again. Man. Was there a spell of both when 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 you see these when you see lads kicking in? You're like bollocks, like you know. Maybe if it was someone else, but not fair because I really like them, you know. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> and no, I uh, keep uh, Lucy in touch with. Uh, Eskimo Supreme from Versatile, uh, Alex, you know, and, uh, you know, there might be something there um, in a project coming up as well with myself, you know, so I, uh, I, I like what the boys do, I, lo- I like the way their product is very visual, um, you know, it's like the, the music is built around the videos, uh, it's a totally different angle, and uh, I, do, I think they're deadly, you know, I do, I, do, I do get a bit of crack out of them, but they're also technically very sound as well. And uh, so, to answer your question, if it was someone I didn't like, I'd be freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, legend. How are you getting on through all of this madness? 
I'm all right, man. You know, like, I'm a simple man. All I want to do is give me mom and dad a hug and have a point in their hands, you know? Um, other than that, I'm happy. Like, every, most, like everybody I know is okay. Uh, everyone I speak to, like, on Skype and whatever else has had their ups and their downs. Um, I don't want to do any more, like, Skype parties, stuff like that, you know? My, my, play the poker face. You know what I mean? I've got a good poker face, but I don't have a good poker game. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, stop. We're not even talking the last podcast. I was saying to somebody, me and my mates were on it last night, and I'm not messing, man. There's no banter like your old school mates, isn't there? Not like. Well, Paddy, I've been, I hang around with the same group of lads uh, from Tala that I've hung around with since I'm 14. We're all still best friends, you know? Like, before I jumped on the, uh, the podcast with you today, I just shared a picture to the boys group on WhatsApp of uh, I came home from Australia this day 10 years ago and it's all the boys, all the same boys that are in that group in this photo, you know, so we all stick together and in this time we'll all stick together as well and we'll get through it and we'll have that point again. Absolutely. Listen, give me a shout and I'll bow down one of the nights to our hands. Now, I don't know if I'm still bad, but we'll see what happens, right? I don't know if I am either, but I see in the car park. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Bring us a point out the back like the old days, isn't it? <laughs> Let me hang up there, right? Because I won't record if you hang, uh, if you hang up. So, um, Rob, absolute pleasure. And you know what? Stay in touch with us because you want to be friends here with you, yeah? We want to give you a hand with this. So, get back up. We'll give you a good push along with this and we'll try and Trying to uh, add in whatever which way we can, you know. Adi, I really appreciate it, and it goes both ways, mate. Absolutely, mate. We, as I said, we push out a good bit of this, and um, I said people don't know the gems that are here in the country. You know what I mean? And hopefully they get the they get to hear a bit of this, and hopefully you see the Sin City now in a few days going up to a million viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or one of my own solo songs. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, could that on the other one? Yeah. <laughs> That's the game. You're a legend. Peace out. You too. Talk to you later. So, that was no shame. Episode. I don't even know. We don't even have numbers on this anymore. Because um, my old mate Robin's not here to tell me the numbers. But um, that was Rob Bourne. So, nuisance. Um, I hope you check this guy out. If you're into, if you're into rap, you're into rhythmic noise poetry or, or any sort of music, Rob is a, is a, is a straight up dude. Um, he was the one that was always pushing the professionalism in it. Like, no, it needs to be better. It needs to be better. And um, I have to say, from from watching from from afar and from uh, knowing guys that would have been in that group and trying to get tips off them and stuff like that, it was uh, it was pretty pretty epic to be able to sit there now and and, and have a conversation with someone that at, at a time I would have been trying to learn from in in that way. Um, still, I'm trying to learn from, but. Um, I hope he's look after his ourselves. Um, another week in the bag there. I hate to keep sounding like a broken record, but um, try and keep popping your head in on your neighbours and 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 um, popping your head in on people because as the weeks go by, the complacency can kick in. It's like it's like anything, you know. So um, yeah, look after yourself.